Welcome to Modern Homemakers. I'm Leah Parker and I'm here with Donna Otto and we are finishing our um, week of weeks study or our podcasting at least with today you will be with me in paradise. Mm. Donna, can't wait to hear what this is. Oh, well, you know, Leah, this is very, um, what's the word you use when you're talking about denominations being all together. Um, it's a multisyllabic word, ecumenical. I do not know that, that word. Or good. Well, that, that, yeah. And it's been used, but I, I think it's been abused also. But some church denominations hold a lot of importance on what is called the last seven words of Christ. And it's only been in the last 10 or 12 years that I've been looking at that. So I'd like to start with that today because one of those phrases is the title of our time together. Um, Today you shall be with me in paradise. So I'm just going to read them to you. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Shocking, shocking. They know what they're doing, I think. What, what? Shocking. The second one is, today you will be with me in paradise. This is a, a word of salvation. He, he's forgiving them. He's offering them salvation. Woman, behold thy son. Behold your mother. And this is a, a, such a term of affection. And I remember thinking... How in in his humanity and all the pain, what he is doing is tying it up with, with Mary. He's the son. He's being crucified. What's going to happen to Mary? He's looking at John. John's looking at him. Mary's between them. And he says to Mary, woman, behold the son. And John takes her from that moment on. History records that John took care of her. Amazing to me. Just amazing to me. And then, uh, oh, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? This is a word of anguish, like the physicality of who he is. Now, remember, he knows what's going to happen. That does not change the fact that this horrific experience, this embarrassment, this nudity, these crass words, his mother and the other women who are there, he's embarrassed for them. He's naked. He's naked. What is more embarrassing than being naked? I I know that depending upon the weight of my body, you know, if if I'm where I like to be, I'm not so embarrassed to go to a locker room and take off my shirt. I have a bra on, of course, but but when I'm a little plumped up, I kind of get behind the locker door and change my shirt, you know? And here he's naked before his mother. Uh, this word of anguish, my God, my God, why wow, have you forsaken me? And then a word of suffering. And I've been thinking a great deal about embracing suffering. I'm not talking about that today, but embracing suffering. And he acknowledges before the masses and in the scripture, John records it, I thirst. He is acknowledging this physicality of his need. And then this word of contentment, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And then the last one is it is finished. 
Um, some writers think that that is a word of victory, a word of victory. Now, they're not words, are they? They're all sentences, and they're all found in the scripture. I wish I had prepared that for you so you could find the references. I think I'm going to run through them just references, one through seven, not reading the reference. One, Luke 23, 34. Two, Luke 23, 42 to 43. Three, John 19, 25 to 26. Four, Matthew 27, 46. Five, John 19, 28. Six, Luke 23, 46. And seven, John 19, 30. Leah, you are amazing. I see you writing them down. And those of you who are listening, <clears throat> you're going to get that resource somehow. I know she'll do that for you. So I want to um, talk in these just these last minutes about this powerful phrase, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. We talked about the humility, the honor of Christ and in the midst of all this mayhem, and maybe it's because I'm a little older now, or a lot older now, maybe because I've never been able to balance too many plates at one time, but I have this overwhelming sense of how could Christ, in the middle of what he's been through, as he's approaching the actual crucifixion, notice that there are two people on either side of him. like. In my mind, my small pea brain, I think I would not be looking around and seeing who else is doing what and what's going on. I'm, the pain is enormous. Gerald, Jared Manley Hopkins, who is a wonderful writer and poet, said, Let him Easter in us be a day spring to the dimness in us. Let him, Jesus, Easter in us. Now, Easter itself is a nautical term. It's about steering your craft toward the east, which is toward the light. And during these set-apart days of our preparation for Easter, when our days change, when we practice a different set of awarenesses, we're traveling toward the light. And Manly reminds me of this God of majesty that reminds us to think of his suffering when we find some comprehension of his sacrifice and suffering. And so we see this in this last week, in these last days, the magnitude of his suffering. Yet he says, when the, when the, the uh, criminal says to him, Will you remember me when you come into the kingdom? Uh, what, what's happening here? He is a common criminal. And common thief, a common criminal, probably a life criminal. And I don't know whether the, the leaders thought, let's hang three at the same time. Maybe that won't make Jesus look. I don't know what they were thinking. I, I actually never read anything about that even. But this guy says what he notices. There's much more in the scripture that I'm going to give you today. But he says what he notices, and then he says to Jesus, Will you remember me when you come into the kingdom? 
And if I were putting words of that, I would say, oh, you are the Holy One. You are the Messiah. Can I go with you? And what does Jesus say? Like, just picture that. Just picture yourself in a mad rash in the grocery store and you're trying to get things and the kids are, you got to get in the car and you got to get home because husband's bringing dinner in five minutes. Like, that's the madness of what's going on. Weeping and moaning and crying and guards who are cursing and and slashing and it's loud and it's boisterous and having been in the space it's a small space we see these you know horizon wide scope pictures of the crosses it's a very small space it's a if it's an acre of land i'd be surprised and these crosses are close and the noise is ever present the scene is chaotic <clears throat> the robbers are on either side and again <clears throat> I remember being there and thinking about how horrific the noise must have been the wailing the crying the shouting the mocking the looky sees you know you may be chasing fire engines today or waiting for the concert giver to drive by your neighborhood but there were looky sees in those days too. They weren't looking for fire trucks. Some of them were actually jeering. Others were crying and wailing. <clears throat> I have watched my own daughter have an accident, have a severe cut, rushed her to the hospital. Looking at that as a mother, I was just horrified. I cannot begin to imagine the fact that Mary, the mother of Christ, who remember when Jesus was born, Simeon says to her, your heart will break. How much did Mary actually know? We, we don't know, but we know that she believed God had called her to do something. Talk about a woman of humility and what Mary and Joseph went through. So salvation and transformation happened to that man on the day Jesus was crucified in a noisy spot, in a noisy place, because he stopped and he thought, this is the God. This is the Savior of the universe. And then he says to that Savior, is there room for me in paradise? Will you take me with you? I was thinking about this for myself. I've had many conversion experiences. I know that in a lot of churches, we say there was one. You know, like, when were you saved? When did you change the course of direction? When did you decide to love Jesus differently? And I have to tell you, I can remember some of the earlier ones, but I, I, that continues to happen to me. I call them transformations and salvation moments. The first one, I was eight years old at a Billy Graham crusade. The second one, I was in the basement of my little Pentecostal church. But I don't want to ever think that I might neglect a greater salvation by saying it happens just once. Everyone, Will Rogers says, is in favor of progress, but no one likes change. No one likes change. And C.S. Lewis has found many times saying that change is an expansion. So I changed when I was eight and 16 and 23. 
and I want to keep changing. That's the transformation part. And I often say this, especially when I meet with people in spiritual direction, there's information and formation and transformation. But what scripture talks, what Jesus calls us is to transformation. The name of Jesus is very well known in this population, 250,000 people. Uh, But you know, you and I who live in America, and those of you who are listening from around the world who are expats and Americans listening, and from other countries, from Vietnam to France and Brazil and Japan, thank you. I don't say thank you enough for all the places who choose to listen to this podcast. But wherever you live, whatever city or town you live in, uh, we know what it feels like to be paraded around in that community. This small place knew what was going on, and the robbers, one at either side of them, uh, they know what's happening in this small space, even though it's loud and noisy. They are the bystanders that we read in the passage in Luke uh, verses 35 through 38. They're just, they're just looking. They're wondering. I think some of them are people who wonder if they've heard Christ. Maybe they were one of the 5,000 at the Sermon on the Mount or one of the 4,000 at the hill. Maybe they were one of these 9,000 people who heard the message. Maybe they were women. Maybe they were watching Mary and how she dealt with this. She was continuing to yield herself. The criminals are talking to one another, and Jesus is aware and listening, and he is aware and listening, and he is prepared to respond. I think I want to call you to be men and women, call myself to be a person who is prepared to respond. He says, forgive them, forgive them. Forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. And when asked to be remembered in the kingdom, Jesus says, yes, yes. I mentioned Elizabeth Elliot a couple of days ago, and today I want to to mention her martyred husband, who, who was martyred at the age of 26, after they had been married for just a couple of years. But one of his quotes changed my life. And the quote is, wherever you are, be all there. Wherever you are, be all there. Someone had made for me a beautiful brick size, laminated with those words and a, a boat. It's just beautiful. It's in my kitchen. Knowing that that has been a life goal of mine. Wherever I am, I want to be all there. And I find myself so all not there sometimes. I find myself so not present I find myself when I go to visit, to be, to learn, to listen, to pray, to speak to Jesus. I go there to do that, and I find myself not present. But here was Jesus today, he says to that thief, you will be with me in paradise. Do you believe that Jesus has said that to you? Have you been in a place where you have said to him, I want to go with you, I want to be with you? Could I be in your kingdom? Could I be your daughter, 
your son and you know that what he will say is today you will be with me in paradise. Today, not yesterday or tomorrow. The events that led to the crucifixion are many, and most of them are loud and noisy and disruptive and awful. But he pauses to say to the crucified criminal, today you will be with me in paradise. And I believe that we serve a Christ who wants to remind us of that and who offers us always an opportunity to be with him in paradise. Thank you for that, Donna. It's always nice to be reminded to be wherever you are, be all there. I think it's increasingly difficult in this society with all of the distractions. I agree. Yes. So um, remember, you can always find the resources on our website. And also, if these messages are blessing you, our website is where you can become a donor to Modern Homemakers. Um, The website address is modernhomemakers.org. And we are Modern Homemakers. Remember, the the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go out and make your day uncommon and be prepared to respond. Mm,